When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a bonus episode of Ghost of the Night, where we review anything to do with the paranormal, whether it be paranormal reality show, a horror movie, or paranormal news. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost of the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. Now, this episode is a special episode and also a new episode that I want to do every week, or maybe not every week, but more often than not. And I record this particular type episode on Sundays, and I want to review the paranormal reality shows that I have caught or I have seen over the past prior week. So I want to record my thoughts, let you guys know what I think of that particular episode or episodes or different shows, however. You know, it might only be one with Ghost Adventures starting up new. Every week we're going to talk about Ghost Adventures. Now, you know I'm not a huge fan of Ghost Adventures or the paranormal reality shows as a whole because of the all, because of the bullshit that they portray at times. I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm not saying all Ghost Adventures are bad. All those episodes are bad. But there are, there's a lot of weird shit and exploitive stuff that goes on in all of these shows because you know naturally and i've said this before they want to get views or they want to get viewers and their job is to sell advertisement make money so they are going to put the most outlandish outlandish footage they get every week to draw us in and keep us tuning in every week so i i understand that and I hope people that listen to this podcast realize paranormal investigating is not what is portrayed on any of these shows. I mean, there's highlights of it, and it's generally the same thing, but it's not nearly as exciting as what these shows portray. And honestly, most of my listeners are investigators, and most of my followers on Twitter or on any of the social medias, social of any of my social media accounts. They are paranormal investigators, so they know these shows do not always represent exactly what it's like to go out on an investigation, spend an evening or an entire night or just maybe just a few hours in a location with activity. Because we all know every once in a while you'll get a location that is dead, that is just not happening. And it makes for a long five, six, eight hours, however long you are in that location. So it makes for a long time. It's not always knocks and bangs and disembodied voices you're hearing. It's not seven hours or whatever filled with activity. You're just a lot of time sitting there pondering life, essentially, and wondering what you can do to maybe spur up some action or just wishing that something would happen. I've, it's happened to me 
it happens all the time to me. And more often than not, there's less activity than there is an abundance of activity. So these shows are not really representative of what we as in paranormal investigators do or what we do, yes, to a certain extent what we do. They're not completely accurate, but the activity that we get on these investigations isn't as condensed as what is out there. And for the layman that just watches a show for entertainment and has a curiosity of the paranormal or ghost, you know, they think activity is just rampant in some of these most haunted locations in America or wherever the location is at. It's not like that. They're condensing an entire night into one hour and in mo- really 46 minutes or so, or they're doing this over days. Now, there is the aspect of there is some credibility issues of some of their evidence, and that is kind of what I'm going to get into with Ghost Adventures episode, the uh, Crescent Hotel, which is a brand new episode, came out this Saturday. Um, My issue a lot of times with these paranormal shows is they're not always honest about their activity. They do blow up their activity or their evidence that they present as legitimate paranormal evidence. But that's what we're going to, that's what this show is going to be about, or this episode, I should say, is going to be about. Like I said, I record these on Sunday, so I might share these on Monday or put these on the the RSS feed on Mondays. And I am also thinking maybe I might even start recording these live on YouTube. So you can, if you want you can interact and voice your opinion while I'm doing the actual recording of the podcast. Um, that's still up in the air. I'll let you know. Follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost for more details. Now, follow me on Twitter is a great way to stay in touch with the show. You can get a hold of me directly or you get updates on the podcast. Just like this, I took last week off. I got a little lazy. I had a lot going on in my life, so I wanted to take a week just to kind of relax and not worry about recording, editing, researching. And plus I had some things going on in my life really the past month that I wanted to address and deal with. So I took last week off. There was no episode. And honestly, the episode was recorded. I just, because I am a little bit ahead of the uh, actual releases of the podcast, but I just wanted to take a day or a week, I should say, and just unwind and let it go. So the recording that of the episode will actually be played next Thursday or Friday, most likely Thursday. But these episodes are just something new and random. Well, not random. I want to do them pretty consistently, but I'm not going to guarantee every Monday there's going to be a new review episode to listen to. Hopefully, more often than not, there will be. But these are just bonus for the listeners that have been very supportive and have showed some great loyalty to this show thus far, and I hope you enjoy it. And once again, these are my opinions. You have the right to disagree. You have the right to express that disagreement. I would love for you to tell me what you think about my opinion or what you think about the episode that, or episodes that I am referring to. Each one of these new Monday episodes that I do will probably include a ghost adventure since they're on their new run for the year. And so I'm going to converse about them give my opinions on good old Zach and the boys. But if there isn't a new episode that is aired on 
that particular weekend or whatever, I might go back in the old on-demand and pick something out and give a review of that or find something on the internet and give a review to that. Now, I might not even limit this to actually just paranormal reality shows. I might review and check out some YouTube videos of supposed activity caught, which is, you know, you think paranormal reality shows are full of shit? Wading through the YouTube paranormal is, can and will be a full-time job if you want to try to really look into the stuff that is legitimate and plausible or possible paranormal activity. Most of that is just crap that is designed to get clicks, get views, and build subscriber counts. These reality paranormal shows on television can't even compare to the bullshit that is on YouTube. So I hold the, I reserve the right to review some of that crap too. So, but mostly I, I want to keep it to the reality shows because that is what most people are familiar with and most people have actually seen or have an opinion on and it gives a greater audience for it, which will hopefully lead to a greater or larger conversation. So let's go ahead and get into the new Ghost Adventures that debuted on Saturday, and I will give you my opinion on it. If you've listened to me, you know I'm not a huge fan of Ghost Adventures. I don't despise them. I don't, you know, knock them too bad. I am critical of their show, just for a matter of fact, I think they are a little exploitive. They do tend to um, overdo it. They push the demonic a little bit too much in the show. And because, you know, I'm going to do future episodes and upcoming episodes on demonology and the role demons play in paranormal investigating. So and I've been studying it for an extremely long time. And so I'm going to devote a series or multiple podcasts to the topic of demons. But Ghost Adventures has always been, well, not always, in the beginning they weren't, but here in the past few years, they have been so demon heavy. I mean, you can only get possessed so many times that I think they put too much emphasis on the demonic. Because from my experience and from my studies, honestly, the demonic is truly the exception, not the rule. Just because you're dealing with something evil does not make it demonic. Those are two, that's a distinction that needs to be made. Evil does not necessarily represent or isn't always demonic. Demonic is always evil, but demons and evil are two different things, honestly. There are two different categories, but every little bad thing or feeling that they get on Ghost Adventures tends, they always jump to the demonic. And I just don't personally feel from my experience and my studies that that's always the case. It's like I said, demons are the exception, not the rule. You can have just a grumpy spirit or an evil spirit, but that doesn't mean they're a demon. So that is really my issue with Ghost Adventures in most cases. Now, I'm not a big fan of all the tools or all the equipment that they use. I think they you can't rely that as heavy on all the fancy equipment that they use to document and pr as proof of the paranormal. It makes for great TV. You know, the SLS camera does make for good TV when you get a little stick figure popping up. Now, is that really a spirit? I don't know. I'm not an expert. All I know is 
it makes for good TV, but it doesn't. It's interesting, but it's not 100% proof of the spirit world or the spirit realm. Just like spirit boxes and ghost adventures do pride themselves on being spirit communicating experts, however they they uh, word it, I don't know. But they base a lot of their stuff on the spirit box. Now, we all know a spirit box is just a scanner that just doesn't stop scanning. It just keeps going. Now, could that be a, could from time to time a spirit voice come through that? Sure, absolutely. That is very possible. And I, and I think, I personally feel that I have experienced it. But more often than not, it's just a word from the person doing the broadcast or whatever. And filtering through that bullshit is the hard part about an Xbox, spirit box or Xbox or ghost box, whatever you want to, whichever one you use or whatever you want to call it. That is the hard part when it comes to the spirit box. Now, EVPs, I'm a big fan of digital recorders because that, anytime you find something that you don't hear with your own ears and it shows up on recording, that's fascinating to me. I think that's better documentation. And they do do that and they do that well. And I applaud them for that. And some of the, so they just do a little bit overboard with the equipment. But like I said, that's great TV and good for them. I enjoy it to a certain extent watching it as well. Alrighty, let's go ahead and get to my opinion of the Ghost Adventures Crescent Hotel episode that just aired essentially last night. From the time I'm recording this, it's Sunday. I recorded it. Actually, I just watched it. I DVR'd it. I didn't watch it while it was on because, frankly, I had other things to do. But I just watched it, so I came in here and wanted to record my podcast for that episode or this new episode. So that's what I'm doing. So it is fresh in my mind, and I literally just stopped the recording, came into the studio, and started recording. So everything's fresh. My first impression, not a bad episode. Typical ghost adventures, with the exception of, hey, I'm impressed. Nobody got possessed. And with the dark history of the Crescent Hotel with the Norman Baker and what he did, the charlatan that he was, you know, with the uh, cancer cure and probably all the suffering that people have went through. And when it comes to, to cancer, I've not personally went through cancer myself, but the past two years, I've dealt with cancer a lot. I've had loved ones, people that I love, battle cancer as of just recently. I'm talking weeks. So I understand and I know the mental strain and pain that I understand the pain and how hard that is to deal with. So that can definitely leave an impression on a location when you have people experiencing that. So this place is ripe for possibly having paranormal activity. In the episode, they did get some interesting stuff. Now, the big thing on social media from this episode, from what I've seen this morning, is the uh, curtain. Kind of the There's a doorway, for those of you who haven't seen it. There, there's going to be spoilers alerts in this, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Or you don't care about it being spoiled for you, you know, keep listening and then go watch it. However you want to do it. But I will spoil some things for you. But the big talk on social media was the curtain. And that really honestly is the big takeaway from this particular episode because that was the most interesting piece of I'll say evidence that they caught on this episode of the show it was interesting I mean you know it's hard to put into words how I feel about it because 
I take all the evidence that these shows hood out or show with a grain of salt. And here's why. Not because I think they're all full of shit. It's because I wasn't there. I'm not, I wasn't at that location at this time and I didn't experience it for myself. I don't know thing, how things were set up. So I have to be, look at it with somewhat of a critical eye. I'm not saying they faked it. I'm not saying they they rigged something up to make that happen. It's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is I wasn't there, so I don't know if they did. I don't know if they didn't. Now, in this scene or in this portion of the episode, they're watching the static cameras on at base camp, and they see the curtain. And basically, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a curtain. It's, there's a hallway, and it's a curtain that is in the hallway, essentially, that can close to so you can't see in that particular room or down the hallway but it was opened up so it was just mashed up against the wall and it was moving now i will say it was moving kind of weird it seemed stiff from my vantage point or how i when i saw it it kind of reminded me of like the flag on the moon how it kind of it was stiff it didn't really kind of move the way you think um something would move because if it is a spirit, I would think it would be the spirit bumping into it as it moved past or grabbing it and moving it. And it didn't really move like that. It seemed stiff. Now, I don't know what kind of material it is or, or anything like that, but it just seemed weird. I, I mean, I can't say it was false or faked just by that. It just seemed weird to me. Now, when they saw this happen, naturally, they had their Ghost Adventures reaction. They sent Billy down to investigate and i give him credit there was a door down the hall around the bend he opened the door to try and debunk it and that i applaud when you something like that happens on an investigation you their first instinct should be to debunk it and with that case your first goal to be would be to try to prove or disprove that there is a draft of some sort causing that curtain to move he opened the doors. They stood there and watched. Now, it's not 100% accurate. Just for a matter of fact, if it was open before and, you know, wind can vary, it can be, it can blow harder or it can blow, not be blowing at all from minute to minute, from second to second. So if that door was opened while they were up there and something, a breeze came through and then the breeze stopped and when he replicated it, there was no breeze, so it's not, you know, it's not a, a controlled experiment, so you don't know for sure. But I applaud them for the effort. But bottom line is, I don't know whether it's a fascinating piece of evidence, but like I said, I wasn't there. I can't take it at their word for it. I wasn't there. And it's not me being a dick saying Ghost Adventures or a bunch of, you know, charlatans that just want to line their pockets by faking paranormal evidence. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not the type of person that, or investigator that something happens, I immediately jump to the paranormal. I try to find a rational explanation for what I just experienced or what I just saw or what I just heard. I don't immediately go, oh, it's a demon. It's a ghost. No, I don't do that. And that is the way investigation should be done. I've seen investigators do that everything is paranormal everything is a ghost everything is a demon or and that's not always the case and i think these shows kind of and i think ghost adventures they try they they push that a little too far they might not 
portray their skeptical side as much on the show because it makes for boring TV. And I get that and I understand that. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm not at their investigations. So I don't know exactly how the investigations are conducted. So, yes, I've been hard on them and I have said some things that might offend them or their fans. But I'm just being honest. I don't hate Ghost Adventures. I just am critical just from when I see bullshit, I'm going to call bullshit. It's not because I have a vendetta against them or I'm jealous of them. No, I just I'm I'm happy that they do do what they do because they have brought light to the paranormal and have played a role in building it up. Because the more I always believe the more eyes you have on the paranormal, the more chances you have of finding some answers and understanding exactly what we're dealing with. So next thing um, that sparked my or caught my attention on this episode, you've heard me in the past talk about confirmation bias or how the mind can actually play. I don't want to say trick, but your mind perceives things based on its surroundings, based on the situation. Now, there's a scene in this episode where Aaron was with, I believe, Dakota, which I thought Dakota was leaving the show, but yet he was there you know, as a cameraman. I digress. It's whatever. But Aaron and him were in a room where I believe this doctor lived or did his some of his experiments or whatever, but he had the S-Box doing a spirit box session, and in that room before they had caught a... I believe it was EVP. So naturally, when they went back in this room, they were, you know, directing, they had a line of questioning to do, which is great investigation. If you catch what's something you feel is paranormal or catch something like an EVP or you have an experience in a room, when you go back to that room, you build on it. That is good investigating. That is what you want to do. You want trying to solve the puzzle. And the only way to do that is to push the issue on a previous experience. So great investigating there. So they're doing the S-Box session, and I don't remember the exact um, question that they asked or whatever, but I, you know, the response that, or the words that came across the S-Box was, sounded like, and I'm going to, I'm using quotes, sounded like, I'm a victim, which confirmation bias-wise, you know, it. the more they played it on the episode, yes, I heard it, but that's essentially confirmation bias. When you tell me what you hear and you play it again, I am more likely to hear it. Um, and if I was at that situation and I understand the history of that room, I guess I am more likely to hear that when it is played. You know, that is very possible. I do think it sounded like I'm a victim. Or I should say, let me rephrase that. I did hear the word victim. Now, I'm a victim. Might be pushing it a little bit, but I don't know. I, I just, I definitely, I heard victim. Now, was that my confirmation bias watching the show? Possibly. Now, the one thing I will note about that particular portion of the show, you know, and it's kind of a trait of Aaron's. He is very, I don't want to say emotional, but he gets riled up really easy. Watching him is great. You know, it's very entertaining, but that's not always the best way to be while investigating. You know, if you're highly excitable, confirmation bias definitely becomes an issue because you, you're, the room is charged, you are picking up on that. It's almost like, how can I explain this? 
kind of like a dog. If anybody, any dog owners out there know, your dog will mirror your mood, essentially. And when you're excited, they'll be excited. They're reading your body language. They're reading your energy. And if you're happy and excited, they'll be happy and excited. If you're down in the dumps or feeling blue or whatever, they will have that same presence about them. So when Aaron gets really amped up and excited like he does, which is okay, but you, I mean, not ideal in that particular scenario when you're investigating, your brain can go start going in overdrive and you might start connecting dots that aren't really aren't there. And that really is what he did. Now, immediately following that EVP little burst session that they did, they immediately jumped to the spirit box to get confirmation, which, okay, yes, that's what you want to do. You want to document it in as many different ways as possible. That That's the best way to do it. But they now keep in mind, he's in, or they, I should say, they are in this excited state. They fire up the spirit box. Now, you don't know exactly the time frame that goes on because of editing. It could have been immediate, like what it seemed, or it could have been an hour. I don't know. That's kind of the bad part with not being there. But they were still excited from their body language and their tones and their voice. They still were ramped up a little bit. So they fire up this spirit box, and they get something come across, and it says something to the effect of, history or the history or something like that. And they immediately go into about how this place has history and the the pain room and all that. That is classic connecting dots that might not be connected. History is such a vague term. Now, I would have been more impressed if they would have got the word victim or pain or something like that. But just the term history or the word history come across a spare box, that could have been just somebody who was broadcasting and a scanner picked up the word. I don't really think it is as big of a deal as what they make it out to be. I mean, that to me is not great evidence. It's a little interesting, but it's just for the matter of fact, you've got something. It's somewhat relatable because the place has history, but let's be honest. Every paranormal location or location that has had a history of paranormal activity has history. So that is really vague, and I'm not saying that that is complete confirmation of the EVP that they caught, but that's confirmation bias. They, they're ramped up, they're charged up, they get this EVP, which, you know, it's an EVP, it's class A, you hear it, but it is just going to the spirit box. They connect a dot that I'm not 100% sure that it should be connected. And that is the problem with the spirit box, like I said earlier. You don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say that was a spirit saying all of a sudden going into a history lesson. No, it's interesting, but it's not 100%. So my, the point, the moral of the story is, you know, you got to keep your cool a little bit. And like I said, that's my issue with these paranormal shows. It makes for great television, but doesn't always make for great investigations. Because if I was investigating with the team and I was with somebody that was getting all jazzed up like that, okay, they're changing the mood. They're changing the energy in the, in the room. 
I'm probably going to leave because I understand that that room or that evidence is, has now changed. It's tainted because they are so excitable and I won't be able to decipher what is legitimately paranormal or what's them projecting. So, that, I mean, that's a little bit of a critique, but I do have something really good to say about Ghost Adventures. You know, take note, everybody that says I'm a Ghost Adventures hater. They were, I believe it was right before this um, scene I was referring to, but they were walking down a hall and there had been reports of hearing like a gurney noise or a gurney rolling across the floor in this particular hallway. I don't remember exactly what floor it was on, but it had been reported that they have heard a gurney, you know, strolling down the hallway or strolling in a room somewhere. They hear it. They capture it on their audio devices. They do go to debunk it, and they do debunk it. They see some pipes, and they don't do a great job of showing how exactly or proving that that is what causing the noise or the water rushing or the radiator is part of the radiator system, so water rushing through that pipe. But at least they've debunked it, or what they even said, debunked and put their little red debunked thingy on the screen. I applaud them for that. I mean, they very could have easily left cut that left that on the cutting room floor and said they heard the gurney noise, but they did debunk it. They did research, or they did try to find, or they did find where they thought it was coming from. So, you know, you throw that piece of evidence out. Or you that legend of or those experiences people have, you have an answer for. I applaud them for that. Good job. Okay, overall, I wasn't disappointed with the episode. It was a for Ghost Adventures, it was a good solid episode. Like I said, Zach didn't get possessed. They didn't lock Aaron in a room and have him go batshit crazy. It was closer to or more normal of an investigation than what they normally do. It wasn't too explorative. I applaud them for that. So I I recommend that episode. Now we'll see where this new season goes. Hopefully they will not turn into the demon love fest that they have been in the past. Because like I've said, I said it and I forget which episode. You know, demon is the paranormal porn. Whenever you get the word demon, people start, per ears perk up and they get interested. So, but this was actually a pretty good episode. I'm not going to bash them. I, it was good. You know, they were the typical Ghost Adventure selves to a certain extent, but with being highly excitable and all that stuff, but it wasn't over the top. Nobody got possessed. They did, oh, they did start feeling some things and have to lay down, which, you know, honestly, I've experienced that myself. So I'm not going to knock that, but, you know, at least they didn't, once that happened, trying to play to that and start, you know, obviously get possessed, which is my biggest criticism of Ghost Adventures. You know, the whole the effects that these things have on Zach. I tend to say, okay, they're acting just a little bit. They're playing it up. They're put, pumping it up a little bit. This episode wasn't like that, so good job. I, I'm happy about that. So let me know what you think. If you've seen the episode, you can leave me a comment at ghostinthenightpodcast.com or you can hit me up on Twitter at night underscore ghost. Those are really the best ways to get a hold of me. I'm also on Instagram. You can follow me there. And that is ghost underscore night underscore podcast. Now, we will be back Thursday with a standard Thursday episode. I'm you know sorry about getting out the info late about there not being a previous or a episode last Thursday. 
I am I apologize, but it was just one of the things I've been super busy with. I have a lot of things going on, so I just took the week off. But we will be back next week with another episode where I'm going to talk about ghost apps on your phone and whether they are legitimate paranormal investigating tools or a load of complete and total bullshit. So thank you for checking out this podcast. Let me know what you think about this type of podcast, whether you think it's a good idea for me to do a review or you enjoyed it or you didn't enjoy it. You can tell me on Twitter or send me the email. Once again, thank you, and we will see you Thursday with another brand new episode of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast.